You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Our American friends, you're welcome to come to To and Out Live. <laughs> we won't even make you quarantine. <laughs> See? You can come to the show and you don't have to quarantine for two weeks. You don't even have to wear a mask. You don't even have to wear pants. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Brazilian Tide, Travis Cura. I just want to start off the show by saying... God bless America. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think this is going exactly how we thought. Well, yeah, that this is, uh, we were warned that it would go this way for a long time. Yeah, to, to quote Clint Eastwood in Heartbreak Ridge, it's a cluster bleep. <laughs> As of uh, time of recording, there's still 18.1 million votes to be counted. <laughs> Like, that's just nuts. <laughs> we will leave it at that. Um, I, I, I will say this. I will say this. As long as Joe Biden runs the ball, he should be able to close this out. <laughs> you didn't want to pull a Seahawks? I was I was thinking Atlanta Falcons with well, the lead that yeah, he has. G- George is very uh, important right now. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I have a guess – People don't want to hear about politics when they put on the show. I don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling they could get it from a lot of better sources than us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's let's mention that Tune Out Live 3 will be happening. It's been deemed Tune Out Live, Re- the virtual Return of the Jedi. edition. Yeah, <laughs> Return oh. of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> So with uh, the CFL, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it as the show goes on. Announcing Grey Cup Unite, um, bringing fans together as much as they can, and doing virtual gatherings. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. We can't complete the trilogy in Regina uh, this year, uh, like we did in Calgary last year, in Edmonton the year before, and it all just came together so fast. So here's what's going to happen. Uh, to get an invite to the Zoom broadcast, uh, you'll have to uh, go to Eventbrite, and then uh, admission is by donation. You can throw down <clears throat> 50 cents. You can throw down two bucks. You can throw down whatever you want, and we're going to donate uh, the funds raised to the Chris Knox Foundation because uh, I was actually approached by our friends at CFL Fans Fight Cancer, who we've supported the past two Grey Cups. And they're kind of scrambling to do something virtually and make a, make a donation this year. And the Chris Knox Foundation has an amazing story behind it. In uh, 2007, a young rider fan named Chris Knox was undergoing cancer treatment in Regina. He wanted to go to the Labor Day game, but it was sold out. So uh, with the help of a radio station in Regina, he went to the game. But then after the game, the team brought him into the 
locker room. Kent Austin presented him with the game ball. And we all know what happened that year. The Riders go on this great run to the Grey Cup. And Chris ended up passing away not too long after the Grey Cup. But he was able to go to the Grey Cup and take that in for the Riders. It's just an amazing story. Uh, what they do is they get kids and uh, young adults undergoing treatment and they're able to go to things like gray cups and sporting events and i realize that's uh, not happening right now due to covid but that's where the proceeds uh, are going to be going and once things ramp up again they'll be able to send uh, some kids and young adults to special events uh, while they're undergoing treatment right now uh, two and out live three is happening you can get the links on facebook twitter and at two and out dot ca tie i uh i haven't cut my hair since february and <laughs> zoom is a very it's supposed to be for platform <laughs> and it's supposed to be for professionals should i cut my hair before two and out live three do you have a real job yet no <laughs> then you don't need to get a haircut and you know what? This is embarrassing. I haven't told anybody outside of my wife and sister this <laughs> because oh, no. they saw it happen. I'm kind of thankful for my longer hair right now because you're going bald, aren't you? No, I'm I'm not oh. actually. But when I was a kid, I used to do, well not a kid, a teenager I should say. I, mm-hmm. I used to have a party trick where I would basically smash a, a Coke can on my head and flatten it. So mm-hmm. on Saturday, my <laughs> this is wife. not news to me. <laughs> on Saturday, my wife dared me to do it again because she got an iPhone and she wanted to take slow motion of it and see how it looked. Well, for the first time ever, it sliced my forehead open. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. But my hair is long enough that I can position it to cover the scab as it heals. And it should be healed by Twin Out Live. <laughs> You're like a poor man's Harry Potter. <laughs> Question number two. Yes. Does Brazilian Ty's mom know how to use Zoom? Nope. Also. She's up in the air as to whether she's going to be uh, coming to the trill. The- well, I, I don't even know if she knows that we're doing it yet. Oh, well, uh, I invited her on Facebook, and she not she marked oh, herself as good. Uh, maybe. Good, right on. Thanks. Um, <laughs> will I will I teach her how to use Zoom? Absolutely not. Okay, so she's got uh, two and <laughs> so a half. So she'll weeks. probably call you. Well, YouTube has a lot of tutorials. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'll, I'll I'll have to FaceTime her, like on my iPad or on my phone, and go through the steps on my on either my iPad or my phone, whichever one I'm not FaceTiming her with. Get her to turn her camera around. It's gonna be an ordeal from 1,300 kilometers away, but I'll probably have to get it done because she'll need to be back by popular demand. I'm sure. Yeah, all I can tell you about uh, the show is that we'll have other uh, members of the Canadian Football Podcast mm-hmm. Network in attendance, and we're figuring things out as we go along. But I hope you can join us for the live broadcast on November 22nd. I don't even know if I've said that yet. November 22nd. Right now it's set in the afternoon, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll go with Eastern time zone because everybody knows where they are in relation to that time zone. Uh, 7.30 Newfoundland. 
Yeah, exactly. It won't be seven. It won't be seven thirty in Newfoundland, but you get the you get the gist. No, it would be like five thirty in Newfoundland. I think. I, I f- think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out, the last one before Two and Out Live 3, is brought to you by the Alberta Forest Products Association. Alberta's forests matter to all of us. That's why Alberta's forest industry works to keep them sustainable now and for future generations. By planning 200 years ahead, helping control the spread of fire and disease, and planting and nurturing two trees for every one harvested, we keep our forests standing strong. To learn more about how our forests take care of us and how we take care of them, visit loveabforests.com. In the huddle with Karan Todd on the Two and Out podcast. I guess it's just the way things worked out this time around, but I guess this podcast is a bit of a bummer. Uh, There was a lot of sad news that uh, mm-hmm. happened since our last one. And we'll start with the owner of the BC Lions, David Braley, passing away at the age of 79. And this man has a complicated history and a complicated legacy when it comes to the Canadian Football League. But we will say he did serve as the CFL commissioner in the early 2000s. He was a former senator. Uh, but at one point or another, he was an owner of the Toronto Argonauts, the BC Lions, and also the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He donated Mm -hmm. money or loaned money to every franchise in the CFL except for Edmonton. And the reason he left the CFL in the early 90s is because he was so against the American expansion. So he got rid of (laughs) everything going on. He maintained season tickets in Hamilton. Uh, lived near there, but came back in uh, back into the league since 1996, and he's been involved in the CFL since then. And Ty, behind the scenes, he might have been the most powerful man in the CFL. Uh, I would I would assume that that is pretty close to accurate. Uh, you know, I, I I honestly think that without David Braley and the support that he was able to to create and you know prop up teams. Like, let's be honest, the, the Argos were propped up by David Braley. He owned both them and the BC Lions at the same time. Yeah. Uh, uh, without David Braley, I don't know what this league is or if we have a league. Now, at the same time, it's fascinating because he's got a lot of critics mm-hmm. and a lot say that it's because of him maybe the Lions and the Argos weren't able to grow as much. He... For all his he wealth. Didn't, he didn't really put any money into marketing. Yeah, he, he was called a frugal Wasn't man, but you're right. The, the marketing didn't really happen, and he was mm-hmm. resistant to change in a lot of uh, areas that the CFL wanted to make changes in, but he was so powerful, basically, because he basically donated a lot of cash to keep uh, mm-hmm. these two teams um, <laughs> a float that really his opinion meant a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> money talks too, right? Yeah, like, I mean that's yeah, that's that's, true. that's a big part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, now here's the thing: uh, it was reported by Dave Naylor that he has basically left the Lions in his will. 
enough money for them to operate for several seasons. So mm-hmm. when you hear that again, it's like, wow. You, you can't deny it that this man lived and breathed the CFL and he just loved the game. Oh, I, I don't think there's any arguing that. And like yeah. you said, yeah, sure, stubborn and stuck in his ways. But, you know, what person over the age of 35 doesn't get like that? Yeah, right. That's like, true. I mean, we we might have arrived there a little earlier, being Ukrainian, but <laughs> like, just the stuff that he's done for the league, and you know, whether it was owning multiple teams to to help keep it up, uh, you know, be, being the commissioner, leaving money in his will to to the franchise that he owned, like it, he bled for he he lived and died for this league, pretty much is the way you could sum it up, and. You know, with like I said before, without him, I don't know where we are. As far as on the field stuff goes in uh, BC, it is going to be a fascinating time. Now, if the t- if the team gets back on the field next year, I mean, <laughs> they, they just lost their general manager for, for completely different reasons. I realize it, but within mm-hmm. a month, the GM and but the hey, owner gone. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. He was fired, right? Hashtag tinfoil hats. Oh, yeah. We we saw that in our Twitter <laughs> mentions that Ed Hervey was fired. All right. Uh, we'll let that one go. But for the Lions, just a yeah. fascinating time for that team going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was talk for the past several years that a local ownership group might be putting in offers to, to buy the team. Who knows how that is going to go yeah. over the next little while here because, you know, for a while there, they were getting 35,000, 40,000 fans mm-hmm. at a time in BC Place, and not long ago was that time. I don't think there's any reason that they can't do that again, you know, COVID notwithstanding. Uh, because it's a beautiful place to watch a game. Uh, there's not many better places than BC Place. The the only thing that worries me about the Lions is that there's no way that the salary cap is going to go up. It is yeah, that's true. Well, so it's directly tied to football revenue, which they didn't have any. And we were seeing this in the NHL where they're having a flat cap, so teams are in a lot of trouble. Uh, at does the CFL cap go down? I, I we don't know yet. We don't know what that's going to look like. They could be in a lot of trouble with the roster they have and the amount of money they've paid Mike Riley to where the on-field product could suffer just because of COVID. And everybody's going to be screwed like that unless they roll back salaries or something. But I, I don't know what I don't know what the answer there is. But I was in BC Place. I would have been ten or eleven. Uh, so before all the you're in the old and everything, one, yeah. and, but but it was it was it was unreal. I I had no I had no complaints uh, for my first CFL game. But like, and it's just it great sight lines. It's it's a great place to watch a game. Uh, but you know, it, if the product on the field is going to suffer, just based on cap uh, issues that I think they might have, uh, that could affect a lot of butts in the seats. We have to mention and tie you as an Edmonton Oilers fan. Uh, mm-hmm. So familiar with uh, Joey Moss, and he passed away at the age of 57 last week. And Wayne Gretzky is the one that really brought him into the sports scene in Edmonton by mm-hmm. bringing him into the Edmonton Oilers locker room. 
But Ty, can, can you, like, I don't know how to explain this to somebody that's not from Edmonton or maybe even Alberta. Mm-hmm. He, like, he might be, and I'm not exaggerating, one of the top four, four or five most famous Edmontonians or popular people in that city over the last 30 or 40 years. Oh, it it was crazy. Everyone loved him. Um, yeah, it, it was it was impossible to dislike Joey Moss. Um, you know, when I was reading through it, and then you read all the stories as a diehard Oilers fan all my life. I I'll admit I got a little emotional. Um, you know, I I have sat across the aisle from Joey Moss while he sings O Canada. Um, you know. Uh, I was at, I don't know if you were there, but I know me and Brandon were at his 50th birthday at the game against the Devils. Um, you know, just the game, I think it was game three against Carolina in the Stanley Cup Finals. He's belting out, and probably one of the most iconic images from that Stanley Cup Final is, you know, he's behind Ryan Smith, who's on the bench, and he's belting O Canada at the top of his lungs. Um, you know, he just embodied everything that was Edmonton. Um, just, you know, and a staple in both locker rooms, you know, with the Oilers and and the and the Edmonton football team. Um, I just, you know, and and he was he was part of the team. Uh, you know, Ryan Whitney, uh, a few days ago on Spitting Chicklets, you know, told some stories uh, about like in the dressing room and how guys would pull pranks on him, and he he'd give it right back, and you know, he was part of it. And like you said, Gretzky brought him in. He was Gretzky was dating his sister at the time, got him the job, and, and you know he just just never left. Uh, and you know through ownership changes and you know front office changes and everything, Joey Moss has been the one the, the one you know stable part of that organization. It seems, and you know the loss is going to be felt in that locker room. It's like they lost a teammate. Um, and I have a feeling that the and you know the Oilers are usually pretty good at stuff like this, um, but they'll find a way to to pay tribute to him this year, whether it's La Bamba as the goal song or or some kind of Ring of Honor thing. Um, but I, I imagine the home opener will be pretty emotional uh, for the guys and and for the franchise. So it 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 was a huge loss, and I I don't know. It, it was when I read it, I I was in shock, like. You know, it was quite the week with, you know, David Braley, Joey Moss, yeah. and uh, Sean Connery. You know, they say it comes in threes, and, and there you go. It just, it, this this week was, it just hit home a little more than, uh, a little more than I expected it to. I was listening to Edmonton football team broadcast partner 630 Ched that night, and uh, on Inside mm-hmm. Sports, grown men were crying. Mm-hmm on uh, the air and yes he did join the Edmonton Football Club two years after the Oilers and along with Drain Dwayne Mandrusiak like those guys were the constant in Commonwealth yep. Stadium and I think they both deserve a spot on the wall of honor at Commonwealth Absolutely. Stadium uh, they did a great little tribute they wrote uh, Joey once forever at center field uh mm-hmm. That was that was amazing to see, and I know they're not playing football right now. I hope that that is on the field next year. I hope he gets a banner at Rogers Place. I'm, I bet you there's a decal on the helmet too. Yeah, I would not be surprised if there's a JM on the helmet. That would be great for, for both the Oilers and the football team. It, it's hard to understate the importance 
of uh, Joey Moss. I love the pictures of him uh, overlooking the Edmonton River Valley uh, with a half Edmonton football and a half Edmonton mm-hmm. hockey jersey. He just loved both of the the teams he showed people how to be a fan because there were some lean times with both yeah. of those organizations and he was always supporting the team. I was in Edmonton. I think it was a preseason game against Ott. No, was it a home opener where he got to sing the national anthem on uh, yeah. the mic at Commonwealth Stadium? Everyone in Edmonton loved him and he made everyone in Edmonton a better person, uh, realizing yeah. that. Down syndrome never defined him, and he shattered all of everyone's thoughts and never let it hold him back, and he was involved in the Winifred Stewart Association, and uh, they opened up a memorial fund for him. So if you Google Joey Moss Memorial Fund and you're wondering where to give yourself some cash if you have any of that. I know that's asking a lot now, but just type it in on Google and that'll that'll show up. But uh, Joey Moss, probably uh, a Mount Rushmore of Edmontonians. I, I don't think that's exaggerating. No, I don't think so either. Uh, two things. So Ryan Whitney did tell a really funny story on Spit and Chickas. You guys can go and listen there if you want. I'm going to do my best. Uh, Ryan Jones, when he played for the Oilers, uh, you know, the, the training staff always gets tips, right? You treat your training staff well, you're going to get treated well in the room, right? Uh, and so he asked Joey one year what he wanted, and Joey said a 65-inch TV. So Jonesy bought him a 65-inch TV, and all the guys go over to deliver it. Well, he's already got a 55-inch TV on the wall. He just wanted it a little bit bigger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like come on, Joey. <laughs> just bought- and, and he got, and yeah, the boys hooked him up and everything. Um, but yeah, and, and as for Mount Rushmore, like that, like, yeah, probably put Joey up there. Wayne, obviously. Um, but I mean, Joey's born and bred Edmonton. Yeah. Well, the Moose, then, I mean, St. Right. Albert's basically yeah, yeah, Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, Cam Ward did win a cup. If, if, if you're just going Edmonton sports or even just, you know, Edmonton sports guys that played or, or were part of the hometown team and, and you know, were born there, uh, I think Joey's up there uh, 100%. I guess let's uh, continue talking Edmonton for a little bit because uh, President and CEO Chris Presson had uh, an announcement, I guess, yesterday saying uh, they're getting close to figuring out a name, but he also mm-hmm. said new logo which is uh, a new information because <laughs> up until this point, we were kind of led to believe that uh, the double E would stay, right? Uh, yeah, but that would also mean they'd have to find a team name that started with E. Yeah. Who knows? If they, were, if they were smart, they'd leave it as EE football team for a season, sell a bunch of merch like Washington's doing, and then rename the team the next season and sell a bunch of new merch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> so... Coming into springtime, they do say, obviously, and I mean, it goes without saying. To me, it's a little bit Captain Obvious. We're going to have a new name and stuff by the time the next season rolls around. Well, you better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's going to be real awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that they really put, they have to be sure, because Edmonton fans mm-hmm. need something good. There's been no good news for any franchise, but Edmonton's just, it's been 
brutal. Like one kick in the gut wow. after one kick in the gut for t- diehard fans in that yeah. city. One hundred percent. I don't know. Like if I was a if I was a season ticket. Well, okay, I am a season ticket holder. If I was an if I was like a fan of the of the Edmonton football team, and you know, I've been for years. The way they handled the Man Jerziak thing, I would have been like, I'm yeah. out. A lot. That, that was embarrassing. I'm mad that about was embarrassing. That. And they should be, because that was an absolute joke. Uh, but yeah, they got to get this right. There needs. I I don't know if you crowdsource it and take like the the uh, baseball team did, uh, and you know, crowdsource for a name and find the best ones and put it to a vote and do it that way or something. But yeah, they got to get it right because you you can't get it wrong, and then three years down the road you know, rebrand again. Like, yeah. They can't do it. So they, they better knock it out of the park. That's exactly it. Uh, the former name stood for 70 years. This one needs mm-hmm. to be good for 70 years and beyond. More unfortunate news where linebacker Jeff Knox Jr. is facing several charges, including two counts of attempted homicide, two counts of aggravated assault and reckless endangerment of another person. Currently under contract with the Toronto Argonauts, did play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, is it fair to say defending uh, charges like this on uh, Twitter is uh, not the right thing to do? Yeah, probably not. Um, right. We could probably leave it at that. that. <laughs> the fact that I know that shows you how obvious it is. Yeah, there you go. The, the, <laughs> the, the least... <laughs> like, <laughs> I just kind of move I don't know on. what else to say, man. <laughs> I love this idea simply for the fact that something is happening. Um, the CFL announcing Grey Cup Unite for what was going to happen or <laughs> for what was going to be Grey Cup Week. Um, they're mm-hmm. having sort of a digital initiatives, digital events, virtual events going on, including a, co- a coach's roundtable, uh, a commissioner's fan state of the league. Uh, and before you get too far, yeah. before I forget, speaking about the coach's roundtable, I really hope Terry Jones doesn't know how to work Zoom. <laughs> yeah, so uh, sex, the the week of uh, yeah. Grey Cup Unite. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on <laughs> <laughs> you know he'll find a way. <laughs> There's going to be an important uh, uh, discussion on racial justice, uh, uh, a Canadian business summit. Uh, they're announcing an all-decade team for 2010 to 2020. Um, I would say for fans, this is actually an important week. Because mm-hmm. if we get the same old message from the CFL that, well, COVID decides what we do next year, I don't think that's going to fly anymore, Ty. Uh, I think people have are worn out. Or, like, you know, com- that, that message is just, it's, fa- it's going to fall on deaf ears. People yeah. are tired of hearing it. Yeah. That's so I think. And the first thing that's going to happen is that fan state of the league with uh, Mr. Ambrosi. And Mm -hmm. if that goes the way that it's been communicated to us (laughs) since, I don't know, spring, 
fans are not going to be happy at all. And I don't, I don't know if they or if fans even really need a solid plan or an answer as to what the plan is. But dates, we want hope. Yes, hope and a date. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I know a lot needs to be figured out, including a new CBA. Mm -hmm. Like we want to know. What the season's going to look like? I mean, the more I think about it, like how how can you do a bubble for football? You can't. They play once a week, so yeah, that's why I think the Winnipeg thing was six games. You can play a lot more hockey games in six weeks than you can football games. Yeah, you can play a hockey game every other night, right? Yeah. So F- football, uh, football, you you play once a week, but to be honest, it's probably not enough time between games as it is. Well, exactly, exactly. So I have no clue what 2021 looks like, but I think this is a big moment for Randy Ambrosi with fans Mm -hmm. of the CFL, and maybe he's already lost a lot of them. I mean, if you judge by online, the the angry people are the the loudest always. That's a bit of a rule of thumb. if If you have 100 comments on a post and 99 are positive, what do you focus on? Yeah, <laughs> the one negative one, right? Neg- yeah, negativity bias. It, it's now when they're it's, ninety-nine it's a, it's a negative real thing. and one positive. What do you, you just focus on? <laughs> cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> so, so I'm so happy that there's going to be something happening, mm-hmm. Grey Cup week, um, because it was kind of looking like it was going to be just going and gone and I know a lot of fans flip the calendar to November and they look in their phones and they realize that no there's not going to be maybe they're happy they don't have to go to Regina and that's just a joke that's that's very fair (laughs) like am I disappointed am I disappointed yeah am I kind of like you know what not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sorry, like Regina. you know, you know, in two years it's going to be minus fifty the whole time now because karma is a bitch. Yeah, watch, watch this year. It's going to be like plus eight. Just yeah. a beautiful no snow, day. <laughs> balmy. Yep. <laughs> that typical prairie winter, right? So yeah, we're piggybacking on uh, Grey Cup Unite, and we're doing two and out live three. Uh, admission by donation. You can drop 50 cents in the bucket if you want. You can do whatever you want. I know we've already almost raised $200 for the Chris Knox oh. Foundation, which actually makes me feel pretty good. And I, I think, you know, CFL fans want to get together mm-hmm. and they want to gather. And it's the best we can do in uh, yeah. 2020. So two and outca you can go on Twitter, you can go on Facebook. I do want to mention to this to you, Ty, which I'm just discovering today that I saw on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That no, I, I think this is actually mind blowing. <laughs> okay. The fact that some there in the States there was a Kentaco hut, which is a KFC, mm-hmm. Pizza Hut, Taco mm-hmm. Bell, all mm-hmm. under one roof. But the real question is, is there a buffet? Oh, I'm already thinking this is the 
official restaurant of the Two and Out CFL podcast, and none of them might exist anymore, and that makes it perfect you're, for us. You're really, you're really going to hate me. What? I've never even had Taco Bell. Dude, I actually think you would really like, because it's just pure processed crap. Uh, yeah, you had me at hello. Uh, the chili cheese burritos, because I have fond memories yeah, I'm not of... I'm a big chili guy. It doesn't taste anything like chili. <laughs> okay. My brother and I hotboxing the vehicles on the way back from Edmonton when you get about 12 chili cheese burritos we're eating six each and I don't mean so hot you guys box. have a to- you guys you guys have a totally different definition of legalize it yeah. <laughs> so what would your you've never been to Taco Bell I think you would really like a chili cheese burrito though basically just like, cheese and I beef just, inside of a tortilla <laughs> tortilla show so that's, that's basically what I have at home like when I make tacos, it's taco beef, shredded cheese, which I buy in a bag. I don't shred it myself because I'm an animal. Uh, lettuce and onions. All right. All right. The chili cheese burrito so is less than like that. It. Nothing that grows in the ground. Perfect. Well, no, that's the tortilla. Oh, okay. There's maybe some corn grain. in there, I guess. Or corn, yeah, flour, so, whatever. I don't, I, mean, I don't know what their tortillas are made of, but I was, I was wondering, gluten. like, could I get chili cheese burritos with a side of KFC gravy? Oh, like on a Pizza Hut? Oh, Canadian. on a Pizza Hut bread, like the no, like okay, so you get like a base of Pizza Hut breadsticks <laughs> with KFC. <Hear> me out. <laughs> But double downs on top of it. Oh, <laughs> that that right. would. If I could go back, that and might be my wedding cake. <laughs> and, then, and then you smother taco beef and cheese all over the top of that, and then tortillas all around it. You make like a big, huge quesadilla. Yeah, at the top, it's got to be topped with uh, sour cream. For you, yes. Yeah, I you forgot. You don't like sour cream. You can have mine. I tried it. Oh, on what? Like just on its own or? A pierogi. Oh, no, okay. No, on a pierogi. Okay. Totally ruined the pierogi. Ah. <sighs> I, I eat pierogies without them. I love them with. I mean, there's a time and a place for <laughs> any ingredient that is fattening has a time and a place with me. <laughs> the other night in camp, we had bacon-wrapped pork tenderloin. Wow. Like pig wrapped in pig. I thought my mom was here cooking. So what kind of uh, work experience do you need to get a job there? None. None? None. So if I decide to get a real job, is there a spot for me? (laughs) Okay. Maybe. I would last one week in camp. One week. Oh, man, the food... It depends. Like, if if the internet is good, I could stay here. As long as the internet's good and the food is serviceable. Like, the food's better than what I cook at home anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, you cook with I mean, the, the microwave. <laughs> and, or at high heat as possible to cook it as fast as possible, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I have my mash box set, my PS4, and a couple books. That's all you need. I could, I, could st- I could stay here for a long time. Nice. Nice. And they pay me, so. <laughs> I mean, that that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. 
before before we get too carried away, I did mention to you a couple hours ago while I was getting my oil changed about the playlist at the shop. Okay, yeah. What are you guys rolling with there? No, no, it was at OK Tire. Okay. <laughs> I walked in. Three straight ACDC songs, like heavy rotation on the oh, playlist. Oh, is that why you're texting me? Oh, I know why ACDC is my favorite band. Uh, because they're unreal. Uh, <laughs> so I walked in, the first song was Back in Black, and then Highway to Hell, and then You Shook Me All Night Long, and then like the metal version of George Michael's Faith. Wow. Oh, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, sure. And then another <laughs> Limp Biscuit song, then they played Break Stuff. Wow. Went from. Went from that to one headlight by Creed or by the Wallflowers, <laughs> to my sacrifice by Creed. Oh, sorry. After after you shook me all night long, it was Unforgiven, and then Faith. Wow. Right, and then my sacrifice by Creed, and then another one bites the dust, and then some default song I couldn't uh, couldn't discern, but I knew it was Dallas Smith, and then get a haircut and get a real job, and then no getting over you by David. David Guetta and Fergie. Like, I don't know who is running that iPod, but they should be checked out. <laughs> yeah, you got to replace another one bites the dust with another one rides the bus. Rides the bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, or who stole the Kishka? Yeah. <laughs> that cat. I'm telling you, that cat is me. Yeah, the meme cat where the guy's drumming. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, it's the all best. of us. So ACDC, <laughs> the cat, and Borat. Save uh, 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's 2020. <laughs> yeah. And Kim Mitchell. Yes, and a Kentucky hut. That has to happen in Canada somewhere. Next, Two and Out Live 4 will be at one of those, maybe in Louisville, Kentucky or something. Well, then I need a passport. <laughs> maybe the border won't be open. You My- won't have to worry about it. God, I hope they keep it closed forever. <laughs> at this rate. Our American friends, you're welcome to come to Two and Out Live. <laughs> we won't even make you quarantine. <laughs> See? You can come to the show and you don't have to quarantine for two weeks. You don't even have to wear a mask. You don't even have to wear pants. Yeah, that's the best part. I was going to say Unless you don't you... have to wash your hands, but you should probably still just wash your hands. Yeah, I don't think a global pandemic should have caused people to wash their hands. They probably should have been doing that to begin with. <laughs> Two and Out Live 3, the virtual edition, November 22nd, 4 o'clock Eastern. Two and Out.ca, Facebook, Twitter. You'll find, It's pretty tough uh, to not find uh, links for that. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton Presents, Igniting Innovation, a new podcast series on the evolution of Edmonton's tech startup scene. Emily Rendell Watson explores how startups and investors are coming together to build what's next. You'll hear the stories of entrepreneurs, new and experienced tech investors, and those who are working to support the sector. Search for Igniting Innovation in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app of your choice. You can find it at presents.taprootedmonton.ca. The next time we talk to you, we'll be on Zoom. Tune out live three. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and we will talk to you on November 22nd. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.